Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode of It Starts at Home is a special interview recording uh, Allie and I did with Jeremiah Howes, who spoke at our Foundations Parenting Conference. Jeremiah serves as the student pastor at Gateway Christian Church. He's a graduate of St. Louis Christian College and has more than nine years experience in ministry. Jeremiah is passionate about youth ministry and sharing the gospel with students in their formative years. He and his wife Kendra have been married for seven years and they have four beautiful children. We loved our conversation with Jeremiah and pray it'll be a blessing for you. All right, welcome to another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here with my co-host as always, Allie Keaton, and we're here with two special guests, <laughs> Jeremiah and intern Nathan. Jeremiah and intern Nathan. We are so excited you guys are on the pod today. Uh, Jeremiah, he he helped us out when we had our Foundations Parenting Conference, and he uh, led a breakout for us, and we thought we'd invite him on to talk a little bit about that. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you can tell us a little bit about your session that you led. Absolutely. So, hi, everybody. Yeah, my name is Jeremiah Howes. I'm, I'm really glad to be uh, on the podcast today, and uh, Allie and Tad, thanks for having me, and, and for my, my, my good friend and brother, intern Nathan over here. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, really enjoyed teaching the Breakout Foundations, and um, currently a student pastor at Gateway Christian Church here in St. Louis, Missouri, just around the corner from mm-hmm. West on, Hills. On the outer road, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, really, uh, yeah, just excited to be here and, and glad to know that and Allie, you guys are doing so, some great ministry. So glad that I can, if I can contribute anything. One of the things mm-hmm. I was thinking is, is I, I think I texted Nathan, try to, or I texted maybe Allie, yeah. try to come up with something something intelligent to say today. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I think uh, when you listen to our podcast, our intro says we aren't, we don't claim to be experts. We haven't written any books, but we're here because we love parents. So but we I, have mm. spoken at a but conference. But now we've spoken at we, a conference. We, we hosted our own conference, so we can take that bit <laughs> That's us going on the resume. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. So. Um, but yeah, so so what did you talk about at our parenting conference? Yeah, so uh, technology. You know, the title of my breakout was Adolescence, Parenting, and Technology. And it's an overwhelming subject mm-hmm. for parents, I think, of, of, of any age, uh, let alone when you get into teenage years, uh, whenever a kid really becomes more not only aware of the digital landscape, but capable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. capable to, and, and accessing all those things. And... Um, you know, one, one of the things we, we, what was my goal was to kind of create a snapshot of the current digital landscape and, and even the, the digital watershed that happened in 2007 with the Steve Jobs and the invention mm-hmm. of the iPhone and, mm-hmm. and the advent of it and, and the accessibility of it, you know. Um, it wasn't the same as like when in 1920 when Henry Ford made the car accessible. Right. Uh, when, when In 2007 when, when Steve Jobs made this smartphone accessible to everyone, it was... Um, instant access to anything and everyone in the world at uh, one time in the palm of your hand. Um, you know, we, we said, um, we can't imagine having walked around in the 90s as a kid with $1,000 in our pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is this has become normal, you know, mm-hmm. here in 2021. Um, and it's not just the expense of it, but, but it is the, the instant access to it. And I, you know, we can have a lot of different reactions to it as, as parents, especially Christian parents. You know, what do, what do we what do we do with, with technology? Do we just um, try to shelter completely and alienate from, from the fact that, hey, that's in the world, but we're just going to completely separate from it? Uh, do we completely acquiesce to it, you know, mm-hmm. and say, okay, it is what it is, so just go go get it. Here's, here's everything. Uh, manage it. Um, or is there some other re- redemptive and, and, and transformative approach we can take to it as Christian yeah. parents? And But, yeah, it's an overwhelming subject. So I, I really enjoyed talking on it. Felt overwhelmed by it myself and felt like, <laughs> you know, man, there's so many directions I could go. Also, there, there were so many great parents in the room that probably had great hacks, mm-hmm. uh, according to this, on their own. And they did, and they shared some of those, and that was, that was really great. So 
um, in in brief. That was sort of what we what we talked about. He was plenty brief, Nathan. We know you were giving a hard time. Uh, so how how do you think most parents, let's Christian parents, feel about technology as a whole? Do you think they're overwhelmed? Do you think they're don't care? Do you think they're scared by it? How how do you think most feel about technology? And then how should they feel mm. about technology? It's mm. a great question. And again, just establishing, obviously, you know, not, not coming from an expert opinion or anything like that. Things I've thought about, things that are relevant to, you know, my calling and, and, and where, I'm, where I'm at just um, hours-wise, week in, week out, mm. and conversations with parents and, and students. Uh, you know, I think in general... Um, the, the reaction can, can be either tend towards the, the overwhelm or even, even not, not just exclusively overwhelm or fear, but maybe some, bo- some of both, mm-hmm. um, overwhelmed by, by the sheer, you know, size of, of the landscape. Like when you, when you start looking at, uh, what's out there, right. like one of the questions I get a lot from Christian parents, uh, in student ministry is, Hey, can you just tell me like all the relevant apps and games right. and, and stuff out there? And I'm like, okay. Tell me about all of them. <laughs> There's a lot. There's so many. When you when you search in the app store, you're gonna find millions of apps available to, to download. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so and and we know that like with youth culture, there's only some that are that are kind of but even even that some of them it's a huge percentage. Uh, you know, and so when when you start helping parents understand that especially it's it's very quickly they get to the place of this is overwhelming like how mm-hmm. in the world could i ever get a grasp on the digital world my my, my teenager is in my kid is in uh and um steward it well build up build build fences well because that's the second question they ask is is okay now now that that i know that there's there's so much out there how do i build the fences how do i build the guards um, you know, and so there's the overwhelm, and then it goes to the fear aspect. It's like mm-hmm. so, so it's huge. There's so much out yeah. there, and yes, it's dangerous. Also, it can be great. All these things. Um, okay, well then, how do I protect my kid? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so um, I would say I would say over, over kind of kind of can go from overwhelmed to fear pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. You know, um, we can we can endeavor as Christians to understand and see the digital landscape and get a good grasp on it and, and know that like you don't have to have a PhD in right. digital technology mm-hmm. to um, steward it well in, in your family you know uh, huh. in your home and build up uh, build a right perspective in your kids hearts and minds and eyes towards technology you don't have to have a PhD there, there's you know uh, really at all uh, our, our beginning doesn't need to begin in the world and, and, and gaining all the knowledge of all the media out there really needs to begin in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And with with passages like Romans 12, 1 and 2, where, where, where we learn that, that we're not supposed to be um, conformed to the world, but instead transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can discern what the good and perfect and, and, and wonderful will of the Lord is, you know? And so if we can start there, then we can understand, okay, thank you, Father, mm-hmm. that uh, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know you. Mm. And, and you're going to guide me to, 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 to what's right for my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting to look at. I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they were talking about, it was talking about math and how we teach math to teens and thinking, like, back when I was a kid, like, we learned to do everything on our own, and now we have this thing in our pocket that can do math formulas for us, but can also give us access to any information that we'd want to know. So I think it's technology is as big and it's powerful and there's a lot to it. So I think all of our parents listening would be are, are likely in different spaces. So perhaps we have some younger parents of younger kids, perhaps we have some who are in middle school and high school. Um, and so maybe some of them have dived into social media, dived into technology with their kids. Maybe some are like fresh eyes looking forward of like, okay, I just have an elementary student, but they're about to go into middle school. So if we're thinking like, I think what would, what would be your first approach for a family who doesn't have much experience with technology? Like where do they start? I like mm. the the Romans twelve. That's one of my favorite favorite scriptures um, of like recognizing that like I don't have to know everything. Like I should be fed to the 
a pop culture parenting uh, podcast a couple weeks ago and was talking about like just learning like learning alongside your family like not Mm -hmm. having to know everything but what would you say where do they start like if they're looking at technology if they're looking at apps their kids want to do what their friends do how do we approach that as Christian parents yeah Um, Nathan the intern (laughs) Nathan the intern what do you think any thoughts on that if you don't I mean I I think the the biggest thing is just go slow Mm, yeah (laughs) in my opinion I mean I think I think now especially with things like social media and all that uh, it's it's become easier for parents to set like guidelines for their Mm -hmm. kids and Mm -hmm. what they can use and what they can access on them so I mean even if you do allow them to get some things putting those like parent guides on so where they yeah. can't access everything on the app that sort of thing um and I don't know I think it also has a lot to do with like knowing knowing your kid and knowing what they struggle with um how they how they handle new things different mm-hmm. things like that so if you if you know that they'll be overwhelmed by being on this new app or that sort of thing you can say why don't we wait yeah or if you know that they're, they're smart they can handle it they're they can hit, take care of themselves that sort of thing I mean just let them work on it but work on it with them I mean yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's also a good way to do it even if it's something like necessarily you don't want to do but like getting the app with <laughs> right. them <laughs> right I think no, that could also we, be helpful, absolutely but, yeah. I think we have a family in our church who's you know kind of walking through this and they were sharing that like before their child gets a new app on their phone that they just run it by mom and dad like hey I want to get this app so mom and dad are able to say like let me look into what that app is and you know okay that's sounds like an okay one for you to have or why do you think you want that app like I think that's a good like yeah. a slower approach and asking questions and learning for yourself what what it is that they're getting involved with it would be a good first step for sure yeah and you pointed out that not every child not every student is the same that mm-hmm. they'll respond mm-hmm. differently and really the the weight of that's on the parents that mm-hmm. they need to know their kids well they need to know their heart how they will respond even you know when we talked about pop culture like movies or video games that their child might respond differently than Than another child another child in the same exact family Mm -hmm. and so that parents are going to need to to know and be intentional versus just say like okay here you go here's your phone go explore the world and but yeah setting setting limits limits aren't meant to hinder they're meant to protect right even if it's just an amount of screen time or an amount of hey you can view this much within set i think that there's a lot of settings out there for yeah for app usage of this x amount of time or whatever too so that's kind of good parameter i think they definitely are and i i love um i love where where the conversation has, has has migrated especially nathan appreciate your words uh in that i think I think a great place to begin like is is understanding your family like like there's not as, as we've kind of said there's not a black and white prescription that you can kind of come to a pastor or come to a, a counselor and say what do Christians do what, what's the prescription <laughs> here right uh, because every family is different every kid's different and and we need to decide in our on our walk with the Lord mm. and our seeking the kingdom first then what what is right? What is right for me and my family? Where we're at? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there will be some black and white things, and that that's 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 you know, um, gaining a right perspective of the tool that the the primary tool that that's in the hands of our kids, whether it's a a game controller or a mm-hmm. smartphone um, <clears throat> or a PC or or, or a Mac. Um, it's it's understanding that like it's a lot like the analogy we used in our our breakout was was like a knife. You know, um, a knife is a pretty cool tool um, that can be extremely useful in the right applications and extremely helpful, right? Um, if you're needing to, to spread peanut butter and jelly, a knife can really help you with that. Right. If, if you're needing to, to cut a fishing line mm-hmm. to, to get out there and, and, and get the right, right, right fish, then it's, it's really helpful for that. But mm-hmm. if, if uh, in the hands of a two-year-old, <laughs> a, a knife is a, is a is yeah. a extremely like life threateningly dangerous mm-hmm. tool. Right. Uh, you know, in a smartphone or any device connected to that world, uh, you know, in the hands of someone who's not not prepared, not ready for it yet, mm-hmm. they're they're in their develop their developmental stages of life. Like, uh, we need to consider that. You know, and some of that takes intentionality, like like you were talking about that and and and, and saying. Hey, it's on us as Christian parents to pursue knowing our kid, uh, but also pursuing some knowledge, yeah. you know, okay. knowledge of, okay, 
what what are some developmental benchmarks you know what what how does a middle schooler's brain work mm -hmm. uh, what what are they actually prepared for responsibility wise uh, you know is is putting a a smartphone in the hand of an 11 year old is that is that a wise choice mm -hmm. uh, you know th there's information out there to to gain uh, gain that kind of knowledge uh, the rethink group um, has an incredible phase project mm. that that really any parent you know would be blessed to to gain the developmental knowledge right. in any in any stage of a kid's life that they have out there. If you go you know if you go to thinkorange.com. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, probably dot com probably could be dot work. <laughs> Something. We'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> you'll, you'll find information about their phase project and, and helping yeah. understand like okay is is this a wise choice you know. Another great place to go for parents would be a place like, like smartsocial.com. Uh, will help you understand uh, some of the um, things that are out there that can make either, um, you know, uh, a smartphone more dangerous or more safe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, one of the things that happened just recently, like in my family, we were at, out having ice cream with a few different families. And uh, one of them, a young couple, was, was sharing... Uh, about a baby announcement mm. um, and the uh, father-in-law had announced about uh, the baby early mm. before the couple had decided that the <laughs> right. baby was coming right. uh, to, that the baby was they're gonna announce and so um, he, after he announced it, he got word that hey, you shouldn't have done that and he said well I thought you announced it but uh, the mom of, of the, the coming, the impending baby said, well, I just announced it on like my, my, uh, my close Instagram. Right. Um, mm -hmm. right. And so, um, but, but the father-in-law didn't know that, that right. such a yeah. thing existed. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of us pursuing knowledge that like, you know, there's aspects of social media, like you might not understand, like you follow your kid's Instagram, mm -hmm. but then they have either like a whole nother fake Instagram or they right. have like this close circle of Instagram. Right. Like that was something that I didn't, as a youth volunteer in our youth ministry here, we, I mean, we had, I had a student who I knew and they had their Instagram that their parents and their family and were on, and then they had their spam Instagram that mm. their friends were on, and they were doing things they didn't want their parents to see. And I just thought, oh, this is like a thing that we do. Like, we I didn't have Instagram in high school, so I didn't know that was a thing that we're doing. MySpace. I had a MySpace, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so what, like thinking, thinking through this idea, how, what are like some guardrails, mm -hmm. I guess, you could be general or specific because obviously age kind of plays a role. Maturity of of the child, parents might be more stringent, stringent, stringent. early on. I I should drink more coffee. Um, <laughs> or they might loosen as the child right. matures some and say like, "Hey, I'm I'm trusting you. I'm giving you more freedom." What kind of guardrails should potentially be in place? Um, for the child that the parent is putting on them in order to protect and maybe teach and guide mm. and help them grow into the technology versus say, here, you can figure it out on your own. Right, I think that, yeah, we were talking about that with your pop culture thing of like, there's two approaches, right? There's the approach that's like, overwhelming and I'm all up in it like I'm reading all your social media messages I'm here I'm like fully in your texts and all of the things versus this like super hands-off approach of like I have no idea what you're doing on your smartphone or I don't I don't, don't want, want to know, to know yeah, I think that's dangerous too. I'm going to choose not to know that way I don't have to address potential <laughs> problems mm. yeah yeah I think some of um, as far as kind of trying to decide how, how do I, so how do I begin as a parent engaging my kid at whatever, mm, right. whatever level in a conversation about technology? I think that, like, the first step is is knowing that that's necessary. Right. Mm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that, like, we as parents don't just passively allow our kids to experience things. As Christian right. parents, like, we're, play to play, we're called to play an active role yeah. mm -hmm. in, in our kids' experiences, right? right? Um, we, otherwise, we end, we end up, they're 18, right. and we realize... Uh, they had all these experiences that I wasn't a part of, and now they have they formulated this 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 way of thinking about life, and right. um, I didn't play an active role in that. So I think the first step is is that awareness is is yeah. listening to things like this and making the decision that hey I want to play an active role. And so once you've decided that, it's just a matter of 
of understanding, you know, uh, maybe a certain approach on how to, to, to begin that conversation of, of casting a vision to your, your kid that, mm. hey, this is, this is an area of life that we need to have continued conversations about, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so making, making decisions about uh, for your family um, across the board, like how are we as a family going to engage, uh, engage our technology, Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but but not just, um, you know, I think sometimes whenever we make decisions like that, we can kind of like deliver them like like uh, um, give me a give me a, a pulpit and a, and a right. staff. And these right. are the declarations right. for right. our family, the Ten Commandments about technology for our family. <laughs> That's probably not the best way to approach it, right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but there is a way you can approach it in a, a sort of communal family meeting okay let's let's kind of talk about this a little bit it doesn't even have to be that formal it can be informal conversations that you and your 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 spouse have had uh and then kind of kind of leak that to your kids over time Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um there are great great opportunities in the in the car is always Mm -hmm. a great opportunity to talk about things right um you've got them held hostage they can't go anywhere (laughs) they can't go anywhere (laughs) they have to talk to you um, you know, and to talk about the rationale, the rationale yeah. why, behind why is this an important conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, why why is it um, even as a Christian, um, especially as a Christian, even as a human being, why is it important to to talk to someone sometimes rather than just text them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, why why does it matter, or, or what 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 am, what kind of vulnerability am I am I putting out there, and what kind of permanent permanent vulnerability might put it out there when I send pictures right. Uh, right. and things like that. Um, what does the Bible have to say about what our speech should look like and how, how, how does that apply to, to what we watch or, or what we listen to or how we post, you know? Mm. Um, what is the, like, selfie was not always a thing. Right, right. <laughs> like the selfie, there was an ad, the advent of the selfie at some point. I don't have, like, the specific date of when that happened. Mm. I'm not sure anyone does but it happened right and, and what is the motivation behind like a, a selfie and, and what's the purpose of it and, and you know having those kind of conversations asking those kind of questions that you know um a kid's not always going to think through those things Mm-mm. um you know rarely rarely are they but we as parents get the opportunity to play an active role in putting those questions on the table hmm. give them a chance to answer some of those questions mm-hmm. you know and see where the conversation goes and then then be prepared you know um, to to go there as well um, and have some ideas of between you and your spouse, or, or if you're on your own, uh, have some ideas between you and the Lord. Of, of these are kind of some of the boundaries we want to set. Um, like um, <clears throat> for my family, one of the things that we do is we we and my kids are still really young. I've got a, a four year old. Uh, two-year-old a one-year-old and an eight-week-old so you know it's not super difficult right. yet mm-hmm. Mo- mainly it's for me and my wife a lot, and that's that's important to, to know too mm-hmm. a lot of times when as, as christian adults we think how do we protect our youngins from the technology right. but the reality is <laughs> we are well, just as bad right. or worse right. <laughs> right. with, with our and if technology. we know anything about kids we know that they're always watching us and how we're interacting with mm-hmm. the world around us and so if mom and dad are always on their phone, then that's obviously something I want to be a part of because that's mm-hmm. interesting. It's got their attention. Yeah. Or if I'm having a conversation with them and they're on their phone, that means it's then okay for me to be on my phone when someone mm. else is having... A conversation with me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I, you, you've said so many good things. I think with the words, how we speak, mm. I think I see that a lot, uh, specifically on social media. Like, I'll see uh. people post things and I'll be like, I know you would never say that to a person. Out loud. <laughs> out loud. With them right there mm-hmm. in front of you. Right. And Game how our, our speech, even in our texting or typing, uh, I think of James about how he talks about how the tongue is so powerful. And now mm. the tongue is now extended to our fingertips and the power we're putting in. Right. our children's hands when we give them mm. that powerful tool that can be used either as a weapon uh, or something helpful. Yeah. Yeah, but I see a lot of, so far what I've heard is like intentionality, a lot of intentionality as parents when it comes to technology and then even your own education of what is out there because, you know, if whatever you're blinded to is 
whatever you're unaware of you're, that your child is aware of. Like, you need to be more in the know than they are of what types of apps are kids their age on and what types of things will they have access to if they have this whatever. Um, so, yeah, intentionality and personal education. Those are big things for a parent to have to have to do when they're parenting a teen or a preteen. Yeah, so, so parents keep their kids alive, become psychologists, <laughs> uh, become... <laughs> Avid tech users, yeah. social media managers, and nurses and doctors. They, right. they can do they can do all that, right? All, all while working your full time job and, and chefs and yeah. cooking for their kids. Being and, a parent's pretty easy, is right. what I'm gathering. What I'm gathering. Easy to see how it can become overwhelming and and you get fearful pretty quickly. Right, um, right. I missed I missed all that. You know, um, our my hope and and I know that that is the heart of of even that this this podcast is is to help parents understand that there is information out there to to go get to procure um but again just reiterating like you you don't have to have all that information to do a a great job of stewarding technology in your family Mm -hmm. you know um the reality is you probably know more than you think right um about technology because just consider how you engage with it Mm -hmm. um students other than getting on specific apps and doing playing specific video games, which you can find information about those things, like on things like um, uh, PluggedIn.com, folks yeah. on the family, you can find basically a, a rating on any movie or right. video game or uh, th- things that you want, and a great one, very very thorough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, so you can go get that information. But but essentially, from a practical standpoint, they're interacting with it in similar ways that that right. we as adults are. Um, so. One of the, the first levels is yeah, just modeling the healthy mm-hmm. use of it. Like, what kind of boundaries are you setting for mm-hmm. for your your um, uh, as an example for your your young ones? You know, a lot of times we just apply First Timothy four twelve to young people mm-hmm. as far as hey, set an example for the believers. Don't let them look down on you because you're young, uh, but set an example in, in all these things: faith, life, love, and purity, and mm-hmm. speech. Um, we forget that Paul was writing to Timothy, who was probably close to thirty or in right. his thirties. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, we're called to do that as well—to set that example mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. other believers, including our children. And mm-hmm. um, I think one one first step is just, yeah, what what kind of boundaries are you setting for yourself? And then I think once you've decided that, you know, you can decide how that works out in in your family with mm-hmm. your kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and as we mentioned, like it looks different for each one and it changes like it does it probably won't stay the same with your kids who are four two one and eight weeks mm-hmm. as they get older it will probably change and shift some and you might involve your kids more in the technology that you're doing mm-hmm. or it might mean you have them participate less right. and even you know you mentioned video games and you know that's a big thing with with students like they a lot of them love playing video games and like okay parents you can let them do it or you can even participate with them in it and it may be something you don't enjoy but you're showing that you care and like yeah let me play that right. with you or mm-hmm. can, can you teach me and that may be frustrating to have <laughs> a student teach you but um, I think it's all about that relationship building yeah. in order mm-hmm. to be having those conversations in the car of like let's talk about this together how do you think God wants us to interact with this app or on this technology mm-hmm. Like, you have to have that sort of relationship mm-hmm. where your child's going to talk to you about that. And that's going to happen from being ridiculous and learning to play a video game or yes. asking them questions about, why do you like that TikTok dance? Like, what, who, which friend taught you that? Like, I mean, any of these things that if they think they're, if you're so hands off that you're not interested in their lives, they're not having these conversations with you. Yeah. That will yeah. give you freedom to pour into them spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's more helpful to be more involved than less, I sure. think growing up for me that I didn't really care when my parents would say you shouldn't do that when it came sporadically at different times and something happened versus Mm -hmm. when they're actively involved having even being willing to have an open conversation and being being so open to it that you're willing to maybe hear more than you'd want to hear Mm. like why don't you tell me more about that app or what's on it and it may cause you to be fearful Mm -hmm. again as you hear all the things um because a lot of the social media apps out there like yeah they can be used for a lot of good but 
They can be used for a lot of bad. They can be used for a lot of bad. And Mm -hmm. being willing to hear that and then engage and say, like, okay, so how do you or how do your friends use this? Right. Yeah. Um, And being willing to say, like, being willing to hear that your student might say or your child might say, like, well, I'm using this. And you might be like, I can't believe Mm -hmm. they're doing that. And in that moment, you're probably – the tendency could be to, like, freak out and go overboard and – Get rid of all technology and put up all the guards. I think that's the type of parent I'm going to be. Get rid of it all. <laughs> Just, we, we are going to go live Little House on the Prairie yes. style. For sure. No. But as, as, we were, as we were told on a previous podcast interview, like, make sure your face isn't showing all of your emotions in that moment of how you really yeah. feel about yeah. them being on whatever app, doing whatever thing. In a moment, you can lose all the relational equity you built. Sure, over time. just by like, how you're like going to respond in that moment. Yeah. Simple reaction. Yeah, Keep and it doesn't. It's not on. even always verbal. <laughs> that could be your face. It's one thing COVID. COVID has not taught me is how to keep a kind face with my mask off. <laughs> you know, we're, we're sitting in this room and, and right outside, you got these beautiful windows here and, and it's a great day and there's a playground right outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in that, that phase of life and I think, like, you know, several of us are, are here where we can get out and we want to play with, with our young children mm-hmm. on the playground and we will. We'll climb the slide mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes look a little foolish because like we're the grown-ups on the playground but right. <laughs> we'll go out there because we want to have fun with our kids we want to participate, yeah. you know, and, and we don't, we don't, a lot of times we don't necessarily think twice about it, but but once they get to middle school and mm-hmm. high school, their playground becomes something much different, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and we think, okay, I'll show up at the, the basketball game, uh, so you know, uh, but their, their playground can become one of their playgrounds really is is technology mm-hmm. you know so are we willing to, to build that relational equity by getting out on the playground sure. with them you know yeah. I, I, I know that some some um, uh, parents that, that I've known like are, are willing to, to get like on their students TikTok and like do some dances with yeah. them right and yeah. it sounds so silly and crazy right. but but the, the they're talking you, Ali you were talking so well about that that relational yeah. uh, equity that builds over time whenever you get out and you, you, you mm-hmm. participate in those right. things. And those crazy, silly, fun moments, like that's what we do yeah. in student ministry is those crazy, silly, fun moments so that we can, we can know that their heart will be open for the, for right. the moments that matter most. Right. But these other moments over it. time. You've got to build those building blocks. Being willing so. to get on TikTok and, and Snapchat mm-hmm. and, and all the, those places with them. And, um, you know, and then... Hopefully, whenever the storm comes, you know, you can withhold the, the storm inside and yes. be in there and, and talk them through it and, and be there for them. Yeah. So we, we've briefly kind of talked about a lot of fear, a lot of right. bad things. So how do, how do we or how can we redeem technology, use it for good versus mm-hmm. living in fear of it, being overwhelmed by it? How do we redeem it? Um, can we redeem? Yeah, can can we <laughs> redeem technology that at times Does seems so wicked? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. How 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 can we how can we do that? How can we use it? How can we make it more of a tool versus a weapon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great great question. I love asking you really when you big get questions. the answer to that question. Let me know. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I have an idea where I want to go. I was interested in what what Nathan if Nathan the intern had to say about that. Intern. If you had any intern ideas. Nathan. We're going to start an Instagram yeah. account for you, Nathan, the intern. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it, with, with COVID and everything, I think it's something we've, we've almost had to do. Because mm. um, when we're, we're all stuck in our homes, our only way to communicate, to attend church, to go to school is through technology. Sure. Because um, I know I was, I'm a freshman, well, I will be a sophomore now, up at Wheaton College, and... Shout out Wheaton if yeah. you want to sponsor the podcast. Foundation. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, but like we had multiple weeks where we just were entirely online and we had people mm. all across the world attending the same classes together mm. to learn about God and do things like that and just to, to grow as a community. And I think, I think it's important that we frame technology in that way. Um, and I think COVID has, has almost made us do that, like I was saying, with like even just like attending church virtually. Like mm. it, where I think it's allowing us to access people that we never would have accessed before. Who couldn't come in person or who are in different parts of the country at a different time. They can't actually be at a service on Sunday morning, but they can now watch that service and hear the word of God. Absolutely. Um, So even things like Zoom, things like that, um, 
YouTube Live, Facebook Live, all that sort of thing. I think it becomes a little bit easier with that. Um, as far as things like like social media, um, I can't speak necessarily super well on this topic because I don't have any social media. It's not something I've ever really been interested in. But just using using that platform to like share the gospel, like yeah. even Absolutely. even if it's not like posting Bible verses or doing things like that, just use it as a place to live right. Don't mm. like talk bad on other people's posts. Like mm. encourage people. Don't don't be like, oh this picture is terrible or whatever that sort of right. thing. But like just just be a good Christian yeah. and mm. encourage others. Um, say nice things. Even just like use it for something other than just tearing others down and building yeah. yourself up. Mm. Absolutely. So. I think a, cu- a couple yeah. things on that. I think, one, you're completely right with COVID, and I think I will be interested to hear, like, statistics in coming months and years of, like, how many more people were willing to attend an online service than they were because of past hurt or just intimidation of going to the church. How many were able to do that because of technology? And then, and then two, yeah, I think that people, people are always watching on social media. I can tell you, like, oh, I really enjoy seeing so-and-so's posts. And so if they're watching you as a believer, as your kids as believers on social media and saying, wow, the way that so-and-so interacts on social media is a lot different than the way this person does. I wonder why but that's different. I think that's yeah. a great, great example of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to- totally, uh, totally agree and I appreciate <clears throat> Your perspective on that, Nathan, um, especially having you know um, being being in school, still 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 being really fresh on that. And I love that you said that you're not on social media. Funny story, you actually are on social media. Not by my choice. <laughs> <laughs> we had some students uh, a year or two ago create Nathan a social media account because he's he's famous and like you need to be on Instagram. People I'll need to see Nathan more the intern. Yes. I think to this day you haven't accessed it. No, I don't. <laughs> Which is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul says in First Corinthians six twelve uh, that that uh, all things are lawful for me, but but not all things are profitable, mm-hmm. right? Um, I won't be mastered by, by by anything because, you know, essentially my life belongs to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. We know about the Apostle Paul, and I th- I think you know one of the ways to redeem technology is is understanding you know how to have a healthy relationship with it. That yeah. you know, uh, whenever social media was introduced, you listen to to uh, uh, that, that documentary made by Netflix, The Social Dilemma, and you yeah. get to hear from some of the creators talk yeah. about like, listen, we, we initially created to be this enjoying community you know, thing where people could come and enjoy and connect, but then it, it morphed into something much different mm-hmm. yeah. and became kind of a, um, a capitalism thing. And all of a sudden now, we, we, we started looking at the psychology of it all and, and, and there's, there's psychological, addiction and manipulation going on with it to, to um, uh, you know, they, they talk about how uh, hormones like, like dopamine that, that, yeah. that, that comes in. Like well, just when a, whenever uh, an adult or, or a kid sees like I got this many hearts on my Instagram yeah. post yeah. or whatever it might be, you know, and so understanding that um, there is a potential mm-hmm. just like there is for, for, for in, any tool like, like Satan is real and he exists. Uh, and he, he'll take anything in life and, and uh, that he can and use it as a tool for your destruction. Uh, but at the same time, God is also real mm. and much bigger, and he exists, and he'll take, he'll take tools in this life and, and use them for our edification yeah. and our salvation and, and the edification of those around us. He can do that with technology. And so mm. understanding that, okay, can I have a relationship with this piece of technology and not be mastered by it, mm. um, not not allow it to dictate how I'm going to feel that day or how I'm going to interact with others, um, how I'm going to respond um, to to uh, other people on the other side of the social media or even like, oh man, I just had this terrible nasty comment on my Instagram or someone didn't snap me back mm. or mm. someone's been ghosting me or whatever, you know, um, how how am I going to allow that to, or am I going to allow that to affect uh, me for the rest of the day? Um, It has the potential to, uh, but how do we uh, redeem it? You know, I think one way is, is, is submitting it to the Lord and asking, help me have a healthy relationship with this or to, to, to flee from it. Mm. You know, I think, I think that's, that's super helpful in thinking about it and using Paul's example of not being mastered by it. Mm. And, 
and using it for good things. And, and Nathan, like you said, just using it for for building up and encouraging mm-hmm. and uh, remember that people are watching. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's behind a screen, they're still seeing you as though you're really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, even in remembering that when we're tempted to comment something uh, or dislike something or angry face something or or whatever, um, that the person on the other side of the screen is still an image bearer of God. Yeah. Um, regardless of their relationship to God, that we still as Christians have a responsibility to treat everyone with dignity and respect. And as we said, it's, it's powerful. And, you know, we... If we think about it, that we could ruin someone's day by putting some nasty comment, like that's a that's a big it's weight powerful. to bear. Yep. We we should we should really think about what will the effect be on someone else by how I'm interacting with mm. them, mm. even in a virtual aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into our final four wrap up questions, is there anything else that either of you wanna wanna say and contribute to encourage our parents? about this topic yeah <clears throat> there's one other tool that that you know i think i think is is great it's gonna sound like a plug totally not there's no sponsorship here but it, jeremiah's instagram account is <laughs> <laughs> um but actually disney has this great tool for families called the disney circle uh, that has been um, around for a little while but allows you basically to put up basically a babysitter on your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a digital babysitter, um, you know, that anyone that accesses your Wi-Fi, you're going to you're gonna be able to track and even even filter, uh, mm-hmm. put guards up for those kind of things, mm-hmm. you know. So Disney Circle is a great one if you're looking for some guardrails, like literal uh-huh. guardrails techno- technologically. Um, but just reiterate, like, there's no... There's no filter or guardrail technologically that will... Um, two things. One, keep out... today's tech savvy teenager Mm, they find ways right they will find a way and the second thing i think is even more important than that because that's the scary part (laughs) the the second thing this is encouraging is that you know there's no technological filter that will replace your relational involvement Mm. over time with your kid absolutely Um, you know there's all this stuff to learn and try to figure out but at the end of the day just stay involved you know um, be aware of of what your kid is is accessing and, and stay involved in it and, and you'll find that God will provide lots of opportunities for you to um, mm-hmm. you know disciple your kid um, mm-hmm. in the midst of, of today's digital landscape and um, it will be okay yeah um, yeah for sure it will be okay for sure all right on to our final four but I'm gonna change it to the fab five today because fab, we're talking because we're talking about technology and I didn't give any warning about it. Uh, but first what <laughs> what is your favorite parenting book to recommend yeah uh, there's a lot of parenting one, books what is there. your one favorite if you had to pick one um, and is so so one, one thought I had in mind, you know, is is when you ask favorite parenting book, you're not saying parenting book about technology. No, anything. In, in anything general. Parenting book. Well, and... Uh, so if you have two and you have one about technology, you can give well, that as well. Well, there, there are easily are 66 that I would recommend right off the bat. <laughs> oh, um, Lord. From, from, from the Bible. That would be your, your foundational parenting book and, and guide uh, would be, your, the, yes, the Word of, the word of God. But... Um, uh, one that I love to recommend is uh, sort of uh, intentional parenting. You know how to parent well in a in a quick fix world, mm. uh, which actually does lean lean to, towards technology and, and, and understanding um, some of the yes things to be aware of better, um, but also the things to to be encouraged by and to to pursue um, knowledge wise. Um, and then I, you know I mentioned the Face Project by Orange earlier. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, um, a great guide for parents in every phase of life. Yeah. Um, you know, and so picking picking those up as as your kids grow, um, they're literally called like parenting your first grader, parenting right. your preschooler, parenting your. So you can find those uh, online on Amazon and everything. But uh, th- those two were the ones that came yeah. to mind. Yeah. What is your favorite? parenting or tell us your favorite parenting story so we are not on it starts at home about shaming our kids and embarrassing them but as a parent of four under four and under 
Yeah, four, four and under. Four. Um, then I'm sure you have a story that makes you smile, or whether maybe maybe it's an embarrassing story for you as a parent. But <laughs> tell us a fun parenting story. Well, I thought it would be appropriate since I got Nathan the intern here to tell him one that involve tell one that involves him. Um, so my oldest, his name is Zechariah, and he was at this time two, maybe maybe three, and. Nathan has a has a big brother of his own named Ben, and they were in the gym at our church, and uh, I was on the other side of the gym with Kendra, my wife, and uh, Nathan and Ben, you know, were playing with Zechariah, and and then then I noticed that that uh, Zechariah was off the ground. I'm like, okay, they're just holding him. But then I see Zechariah fly through the air. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I said, Kendra, is this is this something we're we're, we're okay with? And so we kind of watch it. Uh, and then uh, you know, one time Zechariah doesn't quite come back up as fast. Uh, and so we we were over there. He was okay. Everything was okay. But um, that was uh, one of the things we love is is our, is our kids growing up in the student ministry, getting to know our students, and our students love them like crazy. Um, that was a fluke accident but it was uh if you ask Zechariah in that moment he was he was having so much he doesn't remember anything because he had his head yeah he wouldn't (laughs) the trauma's been (laughs) um but uh it was you know parenting is an adventure yeah yeah Yeah. talk tell stories (laughs) many many many, uh, all day i'm sure so uh so intern nathan we won't ask you what's your favorite parenting Story is yeah, unless you have one for us. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Sorry. That, hey, that that is okay. Um, so who has been the most influential person in your life? Yeah, Jesus. But Jesus. aside from Jesus. <laughs> um. So, yeah, this top just like uh, the superlative most. Just has been been so many um, influential people. One one would be um, a guy called Dad today. His name is Cord Bear. He's executive pastor down at, in, in Florida now, um, but uh, he was, so my dad passed before I was born, uh, and so grew up with a lot of different male, just male authority figures in my life over time, and by the time I got to high school, I was quite the mess, um, but uh, God brought Cord into my life and uh, ended up living with him about halfway through high school, starting to live with him. Uh, didn't go well at first, but he loved me through it, uh, and... Uh, um, kind of adopted me into his family, um, and uh, then went, ended up going to his alma mater, Santa's Christian College, and uh, to this day, uh, he's the guy that I call if I'm going through something tough, um, you know, in parenting or in ministry or personally, um, and uh, um, definitely just an incredible influence over time in my life of um, an example of the Father's love, uh, unconditional, unconditionally in my life, uh, and so. Um, He's, he's who I think of, for sure, yeah. when we think of influential people in my life. It's awesome. Cool. All right. Our fourth question uh, is a Thad question, because Thad, as a youth pastor, likes snacks. So this the context for this is you're at home. You don't have to share the snack with your four kids or your wife. This snack is your snack. No one's going to take it from you. It can be anything you want. You can have as much or as little of it as you want. What's your go-to snack? Man, what a setup <laughs> for this snack. Uh, highly anticipate the moment whenever that might happen in my life again. <laughs> Many years with one of your from kids. now when your kids are out of the home. <laughs> or when everybody's sleeping. That all happens at once, I'm sure. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um... Funyuns is 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 fun. Is, are you gonna judge me if I say Funyuns? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm okay. not judging you. It's just it's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have anyone on who says Funyuns <laughs> my go-to snack. I still really enjoy them. Yeah. All right, uh, quite a bit. Fun onions. You know? fun, yeah. onions. fun onions. Fun onions. Nathan. 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 What is your <laughs> what is your go-to snack? Uh, Funyuns. I do, I do enjoy Funyuns quite a bit, yeah. Um, What's going on at Gateway Christian Church? <laughs> I, I struggle with choosing favorites and that sort of thing. Um, I'll just go with something I enjoy. I, I enjoy goldfish a lot. You yeah. can serve in the kids' yes. ministry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of goldfish in the kids' yes. men. 
For sure. And so with with our bonus question, I thought since I'm intrigued about since, the bonus question. Since we've been talking about technology, <laughs> what's your favorite app? Oh man. My favorite app. Yes, I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> but uh by frequency, and not your Bible app. <laughs> you <laughs> he did say us, that. The best parenting book is the Bible. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they, did Jesus oh, choose there? Yeah. What is the context for favorite? Most frequency used or, I, I would or? say most used. Oh goodness. Um, but I mean, it might be email. <laughs> I feel like I check that way too often. Um, and uh, past that, as, as far as you're considering, like a social media app, probably will be pretty close between Facebook and Instagram. Um, so um, email and then probably Facebook and Instagram. Um, <laughs> Very technology hey, appropriate. Pro- productivity. Question. You got you to gotta use the email. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. do you have a favorite app, Nathan? Or uh, most used app? I don't know. I've, I've been doing my best to get rid of apps on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't use it for much other than, than texting, I guess. Um, I like I like to read a lot of books on my phone, so mm-hmm. I use I use Overdrive, which is through St. Louis County mm-hmm. Libraries. Oh, nice. So, that's that's probably what I yeah. go to most, Good other than just it. using it to, to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. You guys are the first ones to ever have that question on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty cool. Yeah, but no, we we're so thankful that you two could come on and Jeremiah participating in our parenting conference. Back in March, how if people want to follow you on social media, want how to can connect they, with you? How, how would they if, do that? Yeah, if they want to connect with you, how can how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, for sure. So uh, just find me on Facebook, just Jeremiah Lucas House. That's me. Uh, on Instagram, just search Jeremiah House, and you'll find me. Um, I am I'm on Snapchat, but I never use it. So if you find me on there, you will not uh, really connect with me at all. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to It Starts at Home. We hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you enjoy this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.